Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello everybody. It's Sunday. You know what that means. It's time for the second ever combined AEW review. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. I'm here as always. It's, it's becoming a, a regular thing now. My my uh, regular co-host, Aaron Staman Sutcliffe. How's it going, mate? I, I never I never see Jay anymore. It's always just you and Troy. So <laughs> it's so it's so depressing. Like we've had to like bin Jay off to like the WWE stuff and like me and you <laughs> to do AW still, which is you know, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> He died so that we can live. Um, <laughs> right, we've got a lot to talk about this week um, because, sort of weirdly, a lot of stuff happened at AW this week. Um, it's no, been a, really? It's been a bit of a big one. So we'll get straight into it. We'll rattle through Dynamite and then we'll get into the... Um, we'll unpick Rampage and we'll, uh, we'll go through that. So starting, right. off, starting off Dynamite, um, and this, this was really cool, I thought. So it starts off with Moxie and Kingston are coming to the ring to, to say something. And they don't even get there because as they're on the way, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 jump out and basically beat the shit out of them. Yeah, just absolutely. Just jump them. Um, also, uh, CM Punk is not here sign. Yeah, um, I mean, Kelly, he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I liked at the start of this, like Eddie King is just like on his phone on a step. Like, yeah. He's he waiting for Moxie to come out. Yeah, he was just chilling it like. Right, come on, your music's playing. He's like, and he, he starts like shouting through the doorway. He's like, come on, mate, you ready? You're here. <laughs> ah, I didn't even get my music. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, so they get into the ring. That is um, 2.0 and Garcia. And um, 2.0, Matt Lee um, grabs a mic and he basically calls out Darby and Sting. They're meant to have a match tonight anyway. And he says, want to do it right now. Um, and just by luck, Daddy Sting's ready to go. I mean, they're they're probably, both yeah, just dressed to... Luckily, I mean, well, they were probably dressed to compete because they were wrestling that night anyway, but they weren't up in the rafters. Imagine if they were up in the rafters and, like, Sting had to run down all them stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Gets to the bottom, he's like, fuck, I'm, I'm done, mate, I well, can't do it. Nah, j- just the paint's just dripping off. <laughs> <laughs> As it happened, they were, they were on the ground floor, so it was fine. We got, <laughs> we got, um, so they come out separately as well, so Sting comes off first with his, like, big Game of Thrones entrance, and then he just sort yeah. of stands there like a, like a sort of ex- a proud dad at sports day. Well, he does uh, one woo. Well, Darby makes his entrance. Yeah, uh, Darby's still got that sweet, like animated intro, which is really cool. Keep it. Yeah, and yeah, so this is a tornado tag match, which apparently in AW just means no DQ, and you can go do whatever you want. Okay, it was Texas Tornado. Is that so... specifically a no? Is that specifically like a false count anywhere? I think so. Like, no, well, not false count anywhere. Looks like a no DQ jobby. Yeah, I, I think I'm sure it is a Texas one. I mean, yeah. the last time I heard that expression was when I was playing like. WWF attitude on the N64. Was when I heard this match referenced? Was it no DQ? I can't remember. Um, I, I, I remember if you went under the ring, you'd get like a two by four and hit one with it, but I don't know if that was like. <laughs> there you go. The rule still stands, even in a different company. Um, <laughs> and like 20 years later, like 25 years later, nearly for me. Um, Not in a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, so, yeah, I mean, this literally just spills out the ring straight away. They go to, like, a little... It's almost like a little, like, um, like 
suite, isn't it? Like a little VIP suite. They get to like a little yeah. sort of concourse area, and they give um, they give Darby a two for the show into like a wall. Yeah, uh, like, you know, two for the shows. Like they like they do it not in the ring. It's like a double flapjack onto the top rope, and they basically yeah. just pick Darby up by his legs and just smam his head into like a, a concrete beam. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see Sting looking at that going, I ain't fucking taking that, mate. No, Darby, <laughs> crack on. <laughs> yeah, so then um, there's some nice little um, little bits on commentary where they're talking because obviously this is, this is a big deal. This is Sting's first TV match for 20 years on TNT. Well, it's his first match on any on TNT for 20 years. It's his first TV match since he came back to, yeah. to AEW. And they talk about like when Sting signed up for this, he wasn't expecting he was going to get beaten up against the wall. Which is no, to be, that's true. As he is getting beaten up against the wall. Um, <laughs> no, at this point, Daniel Garcia is there as well because obviously it's no DQ, so he's allowed to just batter them. Yeah, three on two. So it's, it is pretty much a handicap match. Um, so they, they sort of move Sting back towards the ring, and then really cool, like Darby just appears and he's like running down like the it's like tiny little concrete barricade. Yeah, what he walks a barricade, yeah, which is pretty that's sweet. Great. Some, uh, just jumps e- off it, cross bodies off everyone. Some, uh, some Elix Skipper vibes there, if you want to yeah. go old school TNA. Oh, do, do that fucking walk and I ran off the top, eh? Yeah, so we had to like a diving elbow off that. Um, and then a while Eddie Kingston appears, he's like regained his, his composure. He just appears out of nowhere and um, just grabs Garcia and like yanks him back like out of, outside like a fucking tunnel spider. Yeah. You, you've <laughs> had enough of this, pitch. Just drags him, just drags him into the darkness, screaming. <laughs> uh, and then oh yeah I forgot about that uh, they got onto the ramp and uh, 2 just suplexed Darby onto the wheels of his skateboard yeah that, that looked nasty don't like it <laughs> not for me no, that, that was that was like that was like the, the sort of the, the, the grown up version of standing like a Hot Wheels yeah <laughs> oh Jesus um, so then back in the ring 2.0 grab a table uh, Sting sort of, they, they sort of go for Sting. Sting sort of f- tries to fight them off, but obviously the numbers game's too much. They hit a double power bomb on Sting through the table. This is right. 62 year old Sting. Yeah, who who had neck and back problems. Yeah, like, yeah. But then Sting just pops right back up. He just no sold it. Come on, mate. <laughs> Play the game. Which was great. Uh, as, so as it's happened, so they, they basically slam Sting and then they turn around to focus on Derby. And then they don't yeah. see Sting pop back up, and then like Darby like sort of um, stands up to them on the on the apron, and as they sort of like you know sort of biding the time, Sting just comes up from behind them and gets him in a double Scorpion death drop. Yeah, Sting does his uh, chest hit and rah, and then Scorpion death lock on both of them at the same time. Natalia, well, that's how you do it, hen. Well, it's Scorpion death drop <laughs> first, and then it's double Scorpion. Oh, sorry, death lock then the death the lock, yeah. yeah, and they both tap. Um, yeah. and there you go Darby and Sting win um, and Sting didn't fall flat in his ass doing it either <laughs> I mean this was this was just really good fun yeah it was like uh, we say this every week the opening match is always a good fast quick cheery up it didn't it was, it was seven minutes it didn't overstay his welcome no it didn't they didn't like drag it out there was no like there was no like moment where like Sting was getting beaten in the ring for like 10 minutes waiting for Darby to come out to save or anything like that it was just real snappy uh, everyone looked great um, 2.0 were like the ultimate like Saturday morning cartoon villain bad guys aren't they they're just like absolutely jackasses who run run their, run their mouths and their asses can't catch the checks yeah pretty much but you love to see them get beat up though mm. that's the whole point 
it's really fun when Sting does the moves on them, and it's, you, know, you have a, you have a really really fun time, uh, and also a little bit of because um, obviously later on Rampage, um, Daniel Garcia is going to fight John Moxley, so they've built a little bit of sort of a feud in there as well, like Kingston, yeah. even they throw Kingston in there as well, which is I'd love to see Kingston going into Garcia. I think that'd be a that'd be a lovely match. Um, yeah. So next up, we get a little video of Sammy Guerrero proposing to Pam, his girlfriend of eight years. Uh, she said yes. That was lovely. Um, yeah, it was a little treat. Hi. It's quite weird, like, humanising Sammy Guerrero because he's normally just, like, a bit of a dickhead, isn't he? Like, even when he's yeah. a good guy. So it's, cool it's, having, having him be, like, a little bit emotional and, and sort of, like, you know, quite lovey-dovey is, is a little odd for his character, but it, it was nice to see. But he's got the baby face for it, so it's fine. Yeah, and he, then... He um, just looks innocent. And then we see Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard backstage. Obviously, they're the Tully's. Uh, so Sean's facing Sammy in the match next. Um, it basically said um, Sean Spears says that you know when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. So for one night only, he's going to let Pam be a member of the pinnacle. She can be on top. Be on top for one night only. It's, it's a sex oh. joke, Aaron. I I I got the sex joke. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, nice, nice thing to let him do it in his hometown of Houston, like get engaged in the ring and shit, propose. Yeah. But but Mr. TK goes, right, I'll let you do it, but we're getting a storyline out of <laughs> But I am going to let you on Spears talk about having sex with the fiance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then uh, we go to the match. Um, Sean Spears gets, basically just goes off straight away. Um, I mean, the match was fine. It was it was good. It was fast paced. I'm not going to go too far back into it. We're going to try and sort of speed through. The, so these... is is this the thing now with these matches where if they're in their hometown, they're going to get a solid like good match on the show? I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, what are you going to do? Uh, no, it does. What, you what, get the hometown. What, what, what are you going to do? Make them lose? That that was a genuine question <laughs> coming from me there. <laughs> it does seem like they have like. They, they at least like acknowledge that if a face or someone who's going to get cheered is in their hometown, they should at least let them have a win. Because, like, let's be honest, Sean Spears just exists to put people over at this point. Yeah. And um, he's a cock. So I mean, I'm sure he's lovely in real life. Yeah. But he, he did also say he was going to pump somebody else's, like, misses. And he does so, spend a lot of this match trying to, like, blow kisses at her. Yeah. I'm sure um, what's her face isn't happy about that. Um, Cassie Lee. Not Billy. Aye, Cassie Lee, that's her name. There we go. I was trying <laughs> yeah. to think her non no, She's, not, she's not in the company. She doesn't exist in KFA, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. John Spears' only relationship is with a steel chair. <laughs> the chairman. And his, and his and his Tully Blanchard print underwear. Yeah, not, not, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the big, the big sort of thing of this match I mean it's just it's it's fine it's it's pretty fast paced Sammy does all the moves and all the jumping and all the bumping which is real nice they um, got a pile driver from Tully at the start yes and they, they go do another one don't they and like yeah the ref because like, like look this before because like there's like a big um a big sequence of offense before the bell even rings and like yeah. so obviously it's not a DQ because the match hasn't started um and then he goes for another one and he gets ejected um, so, so, so like halfway through the match, Sammy puts he pulls a, a guardrail off from under the ring and like sort of let, sets it over like between the, the other guardrails in the ring, so it's like sort of like a bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. He's looking for a um, like a Death Valley driver on it. Yeah, doesn't get it or a superplex or something. Um, 
and then oh there was a nice little spot where they were both on the top rope and like they were sort of like fighting they sort of fought each other to a stand yeah sort of like fought each other to a standstill it's like he was going for a spanish fly sort of thing yeah the positioning and then then just all of a sudden whaps it a car from the top rope. (laughs) yeah which was that that was lovely um Sean Spears hits an avalanche C4 and that doesn't get the win. That an avalanche C4 that just it's it's just a solid two. It's not even close <laughs> yeah. to a three. <laughs> yeah, and then um then Sammy hits a Death Valley driver on the barrier on the outside, that little bridge barrier. Yeah, then rolls Spears into the ring, hits a 630. That doesn't get the win, that's a two count. Sean Spears kicks out on that. Sean Spears kicked out of that. <laughs> so then Sammy goes all Brock Lesnar and just literally knees Sean in the face until he bleeds hard away. Yeah, repeatedly. Uh, not nice. I think they were trying to sell like the, you know, you, you, you disrespected my, my fiance, Miss- so I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, you said you were going to pump my missus, so it's time to knock some respect into you, pal. Uh, so then he hits the GTH, and that's good for the win. One GTH, yeah. does it? Which is fine. Um, and then because you know, true love is true love. Covered in Sean Spears' blood, he goes and has a big hug with his fiance. Yep, and she's now stained in blood for the rest of the evening. <laughs> but yeah, good, good match. Um, really good, fun, fast action. Um, it was a bit odd. That, should I say it was a bit odd that the, the, the six thirty wasn't the finish because uh, that that yeah. won the match at Stadium Stampede, didn't it? So exactly, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. It's Sean Spears he's against. Why would you give <laughs> Sean Spears that much? But it was nice for yeah. Sammy to get a big win. You got, I mean, you got a huge pop when he came out. It was nice. For him, yeah. he got a huge pop when he won as well. It was nice for him to get a big hometown win. As I say, I think that's what's going to happen from now on. Is if you're in your hometown, you're going to get like a solid like ten minute match. Yeah. So. Well, there's two. There's two of that one. Well, there's another one a bit later. We'll talk about. Um, so next up, we have a little Christian Cage backstage promo. Don Callis is about. Um, basically, says he gets to lose to Kenny all out, but he's finally going to get that five star match. And then Christy basically says he's in Kenny's head. He took his, his, a, his Impact title, and now he's going to take his AW title. And then he once again called Carlos a carny piece of shit. Yeah, and then as the interview goes off, Tony Schiavone is trying his best not to piss himself. <laughs> 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 like you can see him trying to hold it in so much. It's like, oh, Tony, just let it go. Come I, on. Think, I think, I, mean, I know we've had our, our issues with Christian as a character, but I think he's starting to finally... Find a bit of a bit of fun, just yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, I like I like him in this role of like I'm in your head. I I know how to beat you. I've beaten you before. I'm gonna do it again. It, it really, I mean, obviously, there's no piss and way in hell he's beaten Kenny Maker all out. But you know, at least it puts that little seed of doubt there, doesn't it? Which is which is kind of nice. Um, then we get a little Dante Martin promo. He talks about like how he got to basically get a bit of offense on Kenny last week. And he's going to learn, and he's going to get better, and he's going to be pretty good. And I honestly do believe that. Well, he's only twenty. Of course, he's only going to get better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrifying prospect. <laughs> and you get better. Um, next up from that, we have Dan Lambert's back from America Top Team. Um, he's in the ring with two MMA dudes. Uh, yeah, he's with Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. If you don't know who those two are, then. Oh, they're big names, Tasty. All right, okay. This is my this is my, this, this is my Pixies moment, isn't it? 
Yeah, this is your Pixies moment. Junior, Junior, Junior Dos Anos, he's a bit older, so he's not like top tier anymore, like, but he I know, used to be. I know like I know like Chuck Liddell. Yeah. I know like Michael Bipsing. I know yeah. like um Ronda Rousey, obviously. I know Rampage Jackson. And that's kind of it, really. Yeah, so basically oh, um, all jo- people jo- that... oh, oh, Joe St. I know him as well. So all people that have showed up at a WWE event at least <laughs> once in their life. <laughs> Oh, I know, um, I, know yeah. I know, I know, I know King Mo because he was in TNA. Yeah, if you, they're they're two world class like athletes. Right, okay. Like, they are big names just to show up in AEW. They didn't even do anything. No, they just they just stood there. Just like, stood there. Yeah, that's all they needed to do. Uh, so there's been a lot of speculation <laughs> that this is going to lead to Tom Lawler at some point. What Tom Lawler just showing up for Dan Lambert? Or... Yeah, because well, he's a wrestler, isn't he? He's in yeah, and but he's also a, a part of a member of American Top Team. Hey, uh, okay, uh, okay, fair. Um, so anyway, so he basically cuts the same promo, doesn't he? About like cancel culture, he basically just drops all like the the boomer keywords like cancel culture, millennials, snowflakes. Uh, um, yeah, and then at the end, um, if you're feeling froggy, come out and jump. I'm not going to wait for someone to answer that though. <laughs> <laughs> Just, nope. <laughs> Don't so, let well, anyone's music play. Well, who does answer that is Lance Archer. He comes out again to, to give him, to serve him up another slice of whooping. But uh, he is attacked randomly and out of nowhere by Men of the Year, Scorpio's guy and Ethan Page. They, yeah. they beat the yeah. shit out of him. Just randomly. Um, and, they, and they sort of like acknowledge each other, like Dan Lambert and them. They sort of like have a little bit of interaction, like a bit of visual interaction. But yeah. there's no, they don't get in the ring or hug out or anything. It's just like, that's a bit weird. Is it going to be. I know we'll see where this is all going. I'm guessing it's setting for, for something. Tasty. Do you feel personally attacked that Dan Lambert started going on about D and D and all things like that? And nah, I'm comfortable with who I am. You, you, that, that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> don't, don't let him bring you down, Tasty. <laughs> um, right. So then next up. Oh yeah, we have Jericho. Basically, you're saying, "Please sing my song tonight." Uh, please sing my song. My hair's getting a bit thin at the front, quite badly. <laughs> <laughs> might be time for a hair versus hair it might, it might be time to shave it off. <laughs> it's not even just the hairline that goes on the sides. The the genuine front of it is starting yeah, to Yeah, the, the whole, the whole thing is just moving on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> There's starting to be less and less hair, and you can see more of his scalp. <laughs> All right, so the next up, we have our next match. So this is our tag team title match, Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Again, another another really really fun match. Yeah, um, before the match even starts, uh, Kenny's obviously embarrassed. Christian beat him because he doesn't show up, and Don Callis just carries his belt out. Yeah, Kenny's not <laughs> there. Kenny's had no coming it. It's not worth it. Well, he comes out. He may, he may come out in a bit, um, but yeah, this is a really really fun match. Really fast paced. Like loads, of, it's really good to see Jurassic Express because they haven't they haven't tagged together on like the main show for a while, and it's it's good to see them back. Yeah, definitely. And it's um yeah, it's just a really really fun match. It's all the all your all your young all your young book stuff, all your lucha um all your um Jurassic Express stuff. Uh, Jungle Boy gets like loads in here. They I mean they make they they make Jurassic Express look like big stars here. Like yeah. they really do. Like Luchasaurus comes in and looks like an absolute ass kicker. Uh, Jungle Boy fights out of everything. Uh, Luchasaurus gets the big hot tag, as I say. Gets the big double choke slam. Um, Jungle Boy is like diving to the outside. <laughs> they, they hit a, the Young Bucks hit Indy Taker, and Marcus Dunn breaks it up. Yep. Uh, 
scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that indie taker move. It's just, <laughs> it looks horrid every time. So then Kenny comes out with a chair and nails Marco. Then Christy comes out and nails Kenny. Then Jungle Boy hits a brain buster on a chair. On a chair. On mass. For a two. I mean, it's an interrupted two. It's not like a kick out. Well, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But and then they uh, hit that They hit that sort of new finisher they're doing, which is like the sort of backdrop power bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Which is real nice. Um, and again, Nick makes the save again. <laughs> and then it's a bit more fuckery. And then the Bucks hit the BT trigger on Jungle Boy. And that's good for the win. Yep. Bucks retaining tag titles. Yeah, again, really fun match. It's 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 an AW tag team match between the books. You know what you get at this point, don't you? It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. As much as the bots get stick, it's it's always it might always be the same shtick, but it's good shtick. Yeah, I mean they, they can draw <laughs> they can draw a four star match in their sleep, can't they? At this point, exactly. You know, it's like <laughs> they're they're not just spot monkeys anymore. They're spot monkeys with character. With the heels. <laughs> That's what monkeys do. I think we do bad things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then next yeah. up, oh, after the match, we get a little, um, really just beat the piss out of the good guys. Yeah, Christian gets carried out eventually by yeah. Gallows because there's fighting going on. Yeah, so that just adds a bit more, a bit more spice to the uh, to the ongoing Kenny Christian feud, which is nice. It's, it's really um impressive how quickly they built this Kenny Christian thing. Is there something that I actually give a shit about? Yeah, it was very pushed forward fast, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, it all came about because I mean, apparently this hangman wanting time off thing was, you know, known a while back, but it's 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 impressive how quickly they've made me care about this (laughs) this feud. Yeah. Because I was pretty indifferent when they announced it, and now I'm actually quite, I mean, there's there's other matches I want to see on All Out more. Oh, oh, we'll get we'll get to them. Well, yeah, we will oh, get to that. Well, we'll get to them. <laughs> but you know, this is this. I'm not. I'm not like dreading this match or anything. I mean, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah, but uh, we we need to speak out at the end of speaking about Rampage because there's a lot going yeah. on at all. Out. The, the landscape changes drastically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we say. Uh, right. So after that, we get a little promo again. We get Tony with Britt Baker and Jimmy Hate is there as well. Jamie uh, Hayter with her fucking meaty biceps. Yeah. Oh, they are thick it's, bad it's, boys. This is just a nice little quick promo. Um, so basically, Britt calls out Chris Statlander, which is great because that's probably going to be the big feud for All Out. Um, and Jamie basically just drops a little bit of um, a little bit of real life history about her and Britt Baker, which is quite cool. Um, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, Britt Baker was Jamie Hayter's first ever opponent on Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice that they sort of brought that all back. Um, and she calls out Red Velvet. So, River in. Yeah, for now, in general, I, I want to see Jimmy Hater beat the shite out of Red Velvet. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then, if, you, if you look at photos of her from back then, she's drastically changed. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, next up, we get a quick one. Uh, Matt Hardy talking about his little feud with the best friends and Wheelie Uther in particular. He says he's basically going to beat Wheelie Uther and Orange Cassidy. So, yeah, fair play. Yeah, this is yeah. all right. This is fine. It's it. I mean, if, I feel really sorry for the best friends because it feels like one of them's always getting hurt. Yeah, they can't like, just all be together. Every every time like one of them comes back, it's like, oh no, another one's got injured. And they, like you, you <laughs> almost get a feeling like they're waiting for them to like do a trios title with like them and Death Triangle have been sort of simmering for ages, haven't they? Yeah. Um, they they're not able to quite pull the trigger on it because something's always getting in the way, which is a bit unfortunate. But hopefully, hopefully soon, you know, when Trent comes back with his with his fixed up neck, maybe we can we can get into it. Sorry, yeah. 
But it's good that it, it's, it's, it's good that even now, while they're sort of spinning their wheels, pun intended, um, they're getting to do some bits of wheelie easier and sort of put him over, which is quite nice. Yeah, like he's part of the best friends, and it's like, is it BT that he's on? A few. Yeah, you don't watch BT, yeah. do you? No, I do. Yeah. All right, so the, the, the little bits where they like sat in the hotel room and like yeah, watching the match yeah. back, and like Chuck Taylor's just like, well, they just just kick out. Like he pinned you yeah. there for three, just kick out at two. It's easy. Like. <laughs> Orange just sitting there and just casually like, wait, you kick out? It finishes at three? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, speaking of things that I uh, love. Um, next oh, up yeah. th- This is a match I want to talk about it all. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's going to be, it's, it's, it, for something that's going to last about two minutes. Uh, that's what we want, anyway. It, it'll be fu- I think it'll be fun for what it is. Um. So basically, Tony Schiavone's interviewing Paul White, basically saying thanks for, for coming out last week and saving him and his son from GT. Um, Paul's saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, he felt really good to get back in the ring. And it was, you know, he's got, he's basically, he's just sort of implying he's got the passion back and he's, he's ready to go. And then QT comes out and he's like, ah, no, don't be daft. You know, you're a commentator, you're, you're done. He literally, he goes, he goes like full real life here and he shows like pictures of like Paul White's like um, x rays and like a picture. His ass just casually. Just in a photo, yeah. <laughs> it's like that bit in The Simpsons where Bart's got the giant ass and he's like pointing at it on the PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he shows like, the big scarf, his hip replacements, and yeah. Like he, t- he talks about Big Show having five operations in 18 months, yeah, and stuff like that. And he basically says the fact that he can walk is a miracle, and he basically just wants him to, to have a nice quality of life. It's um, okay because Big Show just retaliates with the phrase. All right, listen here, plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically said he talked to Tony Khan and they're going to have a match at all else. QT versus Paul White. And QT shits himself. Yeah, I mean, QT is like panic face. is like the best thing I've ever seen at this point. Yeah, it was just full zoomed in. You couldn't see anything else. So well done. <laughs> like, why? Like, eyes, like fucking dinner plates. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Um, I mean, it's going to go... This is going to be a piss break match. It's going to go two, three minutes. It's Paul White's going to beat the piss out of him and then choke slam his balls off. And I'm going to be be quite drunk and have a really good time. We're going to get a few heavy, heavy just like chest chops and Mm. I'm going to be in a pub watching it in Glasgow just loving life. Exactly. It'll be fun. Just listening to the surround system of the chops. That's fine. So then we have a little quick Jade and Mark Sterling video basically saying that Jade's got a match on Friday on Rampage. She's taking on Kira Hogan. Yay. Kiera. Kiera Hogan. Kiera yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Yay. Um, so, so then Don Callis and the Elite backstage, they're sort of yucking it up. Um, Don Callis is basically saying to the books, oh yeah, you beat everyone, don't worry about it. Go and book yourself, you know, some go to Hawaii, book, to, book yourself two weeks off, take the kids, take the family, you know, get out of here. And Tony comes in, like Tony, Giovanni comes and swans in and is like, ah, actually, lads, um, no, no, no. Tony Collins no. booked a, um, a tag team eliminated tournament and the winners get the books in a steel cage at All Out. Yep. Oh, it's going to be... Oh. Considering the teams that could be, it's going to be ridiculous. I think it's I think it's going to be the Lucha Bros. Oh, do you think? And you put them four guys in a cage and like the world will explode. Uh, I was just going to go Jurassic Express, to be honest. Do you reckon they, they make it straight back? In a cage, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with that. Either, to be fair, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take both. But I mean, I'll take, I'll take all, can we just do, can we just do all three? And then... Yeah, just do triple threat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is um, it's private party, 
faced Jurassic Express in the first round, and Carlson Blondes faced the Lucha Bros. And then those two, then they meet. So basically, on Rampage is the first round. So that's um, the first match. So it's uh, Jurassic Express versus Trevor Party. Next week on Dynamite, we have Lucha Bros versus Varsity Blondes. And then we have the final on Rampage the week and next week. Yeah. And then the winner of that will go to the pay-per-view to face the Bucks. So, yep, good. good. I mean, it's just just an excuse to have some banging tag team matches on the next couple of shows, really, isn't it? We've got... We've got no storyline for the tag titles, so fuck it. Tournament, let's go. Let's just start, let's start a little quick tournament. Loads of really good matches, and then we'll have a big fuck-off cage match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, so Taz and Hooker in the ring next. They call out Ricky Starks. I, I really like this. Um, and it's like it's Ricky Starks comes out, and he's like, you want, oh, Brian, oh, I want to I apologize to you. I want you to come out. We want, I want to like sort of settle this like men. And it's like, oh wait, and then it's like it's like Ricky Starks like feigns like like for shock, and like oh wait, what's happening? Something's happening backstage, and it cuts to backstage where like Hobbs is beating Cage down. And yeah, then, Hobbs um, is just standing there over Cage in like the greatest great. like outfit I've ever seen in my entire life. I know it's like spray painted dungarees. What's going like, on? FTW down one, like <laughs> Team Taz and all sorts. So then Cage Hobbs. basically gets up and starts hammering Hobbs, and then he cuts back to Starks. He's like, oh god, no, something's going horribly wrong, and just runs off. Yeah, like they all just run. Like Taz is like, wait, what the fuck? Like, okay, we're going. Like, cool. I love, I love how like shit I was like Ricky Stark. Like, even if there's a, a slight chance that Cage might make it out to the to the arena, he's he just doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's like, fuck that. Nothing to do with me. It's just fair. <laughs> yeah, we need more shit house heels. Absolutely. I mean, we're getting we're getting good there now. We got like we got Starks. We got like the books can do it when they want to. We've got two You know, so it's uh, it's all good. Uh, speaking of speaking of well, just shit out of brick shit houses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Death Triangle backstage with Tony and Pac uh, there with his with his fucking lads out, just like top, taps off. My my one note for this, I like Pac saying the word bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say it more, please. <laughs> it's just when he questions whether or not Andrade's got the bollocks to face him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then, obviously, we're getting out yeah. of it, too. Well, Andrade turns up with, with Charlo and his assistant, and they basically say that he gets Pac, uh, Pac gets him all out as long as he agrees to his conditions and gives Pac, like, a fucking phone book's worth of paper. Yeah. It's going to be a ladder match for the custody of the Lucha Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Lucha Bros on a forklift match, mate. <laughs> Shark cage, let's go. Uh, right, <laughs> so next up we get uh, Thunder Rosa and Penelope Ford. A uh, little factoid about this, uh, courtesy of Brian Zane, uh, apparently Penelope's uh, luggage was lost on the way to Texas, including her. Ah, ringer. so that's why she's just a normal clothes. Yeah, so she had, to, she had to wrestle in like like basically a regular clothes, which uh, probably yeah. made the match a little bit more awkward than she would have liked. Yeah, she well, she used to wrestle in her match. She didn't even wrestle. She was always a manager for like Janelle and Indies. And she yeah. would wear stuff like that and just do rhinos and stuff anyway. Yeah, but she was never doing a fucking booth lock anymore, was she? No, no, she was <laughs> never doing a full on like match. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, fine match. Uh, Thunder Rosa comes out with um, sort of Texas inspired ring gear. She's obviously, yeah, used to say like adopted hometown in the US. Yeah, they mention that a lot. So yeah. So yeah, um, fun match. Yeah, we're not really much to talk about. Uh, very meat and potatoes for five minutes. It's just 
that that's made it sound like it's just rough and tumble. It's not. It's like it's an okay match. So it's not. It's not a little clumsy. I don't know how much yeah. this is Penelope having to adjust to work in, in like a different gear. Yeah, I think I think considering the the um, the obstacles, I think they, they put on a really good show. Uh, Thunder Rose is good for the um good for Inchi. You know, she's always she's always good value. Yep, hence why she's all elite now, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thunder Rose picks up the win when she counters. Um, so uh, Penelope's going for like the move to lock, like most of the time, like a lot of the time, say her finisher, and eventually uh, Thunder Rose manages to counter it into like a choke. She leads back a bit too far, and she and like Thunder Rose just like locks in like a, a sort of choke. Sort of yeah. rolls, rolls into a chokehold and uh, Penelope Ford taps out and that's it Thunder Rosa gets the win um, really sets up Thunder Rosa as, as like a strong competitor because Penelope Ford has been built up you know, pretty decently over the last like couple of weeks so for, well she's, she's picked up a few wins and she here and there she's like she's, yeah. been, and she's been she's been tapping people out on dark a lot with that with that move the lock and stuff like that yeah. Um, and so for Thunder Rosa to beat her I think it puts her in it pushes her up towards towards that sort of they're obviously slow pushing it to, to, back towards Brit aren't they? that's like that's, yeah. the way, that's the way they're going to go uh, so this is the start of that really um, so next up we get Tony again backstage with Arn Anderson um, and he's a bit, little bit upset because Brock has basically booked himself a match against Malachi Black uh, he's fucked so remember, remember <laughs> everyone, everyone say bye to Brock by by Brock. Um, by Brock Anderson, isn't he? He's, he's gonna get his soul kicked out of his body. This ah. is next this is gonna be next week on Dynamite. Uh, Arn's basically like, mate, what are you doing? He's gonna kill you. Yeah, that match is not lasting more than a minute. No. No, definitely so not. He's, he's gonna go and like reclaim Cody's honor, maybe by like sacrificing his own body. No, he's reclaiming his dad's honor because his dad got attacked the first time. Maybe he wants Cody's shoe back as well. I don't know. Or, well, it'd be a good souvenir, yeah. Yeah, maybe my like I can put it on his dead body <laughs> when he kills him. Here, Cody, come grab it back. There you go, mate. Uh, speaking about people who might get murdered, um, oh, Miro cuts a lovely promo next, saying about like how he basically didn't. That's a nice little touch. He said he didn't forgive Fuego after he beat him because he didn't. He didn't touch him. He just like because he said he didn't. He didn't earn his contract. He lost and he yeah. still got signed. Um, he then says that he serves God every day and his hot wife every night. I mean, he's probably not wrong. I'm, I'm saying probably because I don't actually know. <laughs> and then um, he basically said he called out Eddie Kingston and said he just wants to talk. Yeah, that's it's gonna be. Give us I, I, I love how Mira can just cut this like rambly probe and be like, ah, Eddie Kingston, come on, I. Yeah, and no, it's just and, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> You're meant to be a tough bastard. Come on, let's go. And that match oh. is good. that match is going to slap. I'm really excited for that. Yep. <laughs> that's going to be a that's going to be a hard hitter. Yeah. You know what? Just just throw that one all out as well. Fuck it. Just <laughs> crackle. <laughs> um, and then a really nice um, John Moxley promo. It's like John Moxley's gone like full, like fucking murder uncle. Like murder. Yeah, murder, psycho, can I be arsed with like glitz and glamour, just a rough bastard. And he, you know, he makes some good points. So he basically says, uh, everyone wants to be part of AW now. People are coming in from all over the place. He said, Kenny needs an entourage so he can keep the belt on himself. He said, Adam Page can't get the job done. He said, he could, he could run through Christian in one second. He said, he carried this company when the buildings were empty in the bad times, which, again, yeah. fair point. He's not, he's not wrong, yeah. Basically said he's still top of the food chain. And basically said Daniel Garcia, let's go in the main event rampage. So yeah, he calls BT emo crap as well. Yeah, yeah. 
because he just has a go at everything. He just has got, he has got time. He has got time for any dickheads, basically. He's just uh... <laughs> He's no messing of it, is he? Fuck me. Um. So yeah, um, John Mox is really angry, and he's going to do a hurt on everybody. To be fair, all that was coming up, and Moxley's not got anything. Well, that was the rumours that there's going to be him versus someone from... Well, it was meant to be Tanahashi, everyone thought, wasn't it? But then Tanahashi's yeah. had to go back to Japan because everyone else has got COVID, so they've got no one to wrestle in the main event. So now Tanahashi's defending the uh, the US title in, in Japan. Versus Ibushi. I think, I think Ishii is still in the US. In the US. Ishii's still there, yeah. Yeah, they can, they, sure can, they, can, they can make that work, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've done it before. They've fought before, I'm sure. They did in the G1. Yeah, they did in the G1. I'm still I remember watching it and it was, cut, it was rough. Like. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find something before uh, before All Out comes around. Yeah, it, it, it's mostly it has to have something. Yeah. Not. Uh, right, so then we head on to um, the main event. This is the fifth Labour of Jericho. This is MJF versus Chris Jericho, the final boss. Uh, Jericho is not allowed to use Judas effect, and he cannot have Judas as his entrance music. Right. I still stand by it. Jericho should have came out first. Everyone sings his lyrics, right? And everyone struggled to start off singing his lyrics because they didn't know when to start. I mean, to be fair, like, two things I'll say. One, they did get it together pretty quickly, which was quite yeah. impressive. And two, they timed the pyro right as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like Jericho heard them singing, went right. You're on that bit, so get to there. Get <laughs> yeah, to there. Get to there. Um, it was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty fucking cool, though. To be fair, like hearing. I, I, I still stand. A shit bag move to do was MJF should have came out second and came out to Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would have been would have been fun. Uh, that that should have been what happened, but oh well. Um, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> It was all right. It I was as good as it was as good as Jericho versus MGF could have been. Yeah, it was as good as it was going to be. So I'm not going to cry about it. Like Jericho, he, you know, he, he sort of left it all on the line. He left it all out there. He busted out. I'll talk about the earlier spots first. So one of the things I liked earlier on was um, MGF doing like the little piss take of Jericho's camera spot where he gets the camera and like beats someone up with it, and then Jericho turns it around. Well, MJF turns the camera and it's just Jericho standing there. Yeah. Like, right in front of her, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> then he just nails him and then takes the camera yes. himself. Oh, um, that was That was good fun. Um, Jericho, I mean, Jericho, I think he looked he looked as good as he's looked for a long time in this match. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's Jericho, isn't it, in a I mean, match? He hit a, perfectly passable, he, he hit a perfectly passable line salt. A, a passable line salt, a top rope Brana we got as well. Yeah. Oh. So like a lot of the story of this match, obviously Jericho still was he came out, he was still wearing that like arm brace from Blood and Guts, where he just sort of injured his arm. Uh, MGF's obviously targeting that arm, trying to set up for the salt of the earth, which is his like sort of cross arm breaker. Fujiwara armbar. Fujiwara armbar, I believe. Yeah. Um and that was yeah, this just was sort of sort of how the match sort of progressed. Um, getting towards the end. Um, where are we? MGF hit the heat seeker. The heat seeker gets a, a clean two count, which was okay. Yeah. Jericho just kicks out of that. Um, then Jer- was it MGF hit low blow Jericho, locked Jericho in the walls yeah. of Jericho. Yep. Jericho broke out of it. Um, 
as MGF sort of came back in, Jericho hits him with the baseball bat. Floyd, yeah. Hits him with Floyd. The ref doesn't see it. And then he goes for the um is it because is Wardlow is Wardlow on the ramp and they're on the ring? The yeah, and the ref's distracted, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes for the Judas effect and like sort of stops himself like halfway through. Oh shit. They go, oh no, I can't do that. So then MGF just hits him with the Judas effect. Yeah. Uh, I mean oh. the which ending is, was good. I'll give them the Which ending. is top shit out of Um locks in the salt of the earth. Jericho sort of rolls it into a roll-up, gets a two count. MGF kicks out, locks it in one more time, middle of the ring, and Chris Jericho, for what is one of the very few times I can remember in his entire career, taps out. Yeah. He's putting over MGF hard. I've seen seen him pass out in submissions, but I've not seen him tap out very often. Yeah. I'll give them the ending. It was a good ending. And it sold like the weight of as the match progressed, you felt like the weight of the whole process, like resting on Jericho. Like this was there was so much effort to get to this point. And like yeah. it was and then all of a sudden MGF, because he's the arch bastard, just blows it all away. It's, it's all just dust in the wind. And now MGF is the biggest piece of shit in AEW. Yeah. Not that he already wasn't, he just he's moved the needle. Further up. <laughs> I mean, this is this, this did so much for MJF. Like it really established yeah. him as like an, an absolute bastard, like top threat. He, I mean, he doesn't wrestle all that often, but when he does, it always feels like a bit of a big deal now. Like he, he's now done that. He is main event heel. He is yeah. the top heel in AEW. Yeah, and that it was great. Um, and then yeah, um, apparently after the show, Jericho just sort of like soaked in the, the sort of cheers from the crowd, and then like very slowly walked to the back. And he's sort of yeah. been te- he's been teased on social media, hasn't he? Like he needs to sort of you know f- figure out what he wants to do next and sort of you know see what happens. Take time off. Everything's opening. He's got tours coming. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't, happening. I don't think he's done. I think, I think he's he might be done for a bit because he Chris Jericho always like he likes a bit. He likes like a a nice six month hiatus so he can do fuzzy, doesn't he? Yeah, well, as I say, he's got a tour coming yeah. up anyway. Literally starts next week. Yeah, so he's literally going to be off the rest of the year. Yeah. Because he's in the UK, what, November, December, is that? Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a whole schedule he's got in the middle of that as well with Fozzie. So he's off at least till next year. He's off for a good six months, yeah. Yeah. But they've got enough people to cover Jericho's star power. Oh, easy. Oh, easy. Well, now, you, now easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this wild ride that AEW is going to be on for the next sort of six months, I don't think we're going to... I mean, with, with, with all respect, I don't think we're going to miss Chris Jericho. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I mean that with all respect. Um, okay, so uh, that's, that's Dynamite. Um, again, pretty decent show. It was A lot of it was just sort of laying the groundwork for All Out Now. We're, we're sort of full on to the pay-per-view build, aren't we here? Yeah. And... One thing that was really nice to see tonight was pretty much every match had AEW originals getting a lot of focus. Yeah. But it's, it's not a bad thing. No, it's great. It's great. It just yeah, shows that they can they can take their homegrown roster now and, and they can build a show around it, which is phenomenal. It's really, really good. Uh, right, so can we have your very quickly ups and downs or highs and lows? Right? Just Sam Mills isn't there to me. Uh, my highs and lows of books versus a Jurassic Express is my high, I think. Um, and I think the low is going to have to be just Starks, this Starks and Cage rivalry, just the promo and stuff. Uh, it's oh, yeah, 
I'm I'm not into it, but everyone else is. So I'm going to say so. I'm going to go for highs. I'm having Derby and Stingy 2.0, just real fun, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And my low, probably the Dan Lambert stuff. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? It's just because you don't know who they are. I'm, I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. I don't like I don't yeah. like if I wanted to watch MMA, I'd watch MMA, mate. Right? You know, yeah, the, the the crossover isn't great, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm sure it, it's working for most flat. I mean, it's, it's not like it's not dominating the main events or anything stupid like that, so it's fine. Uh, right, so that's dynamite. We'll move it swiftly on to um, Rampage. <sighs> um, how, how are we starting this? <laughs> how are we starting this monumental show? I mean, how can you because, start it? Because they started it with a bang. You know, they really, <laughs> they really, really did, mate. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, so before we go into it properly about um, right. So, but before we even start, right? So, how this happened is obviously there was a tease for weeks about this. You know, Darby's best in the world promo and stuff. AEW specifically didn't like say they had an announcement like at all for this no. rampage. They didn't once until like two hours before the show or something, three hours before the show. Then they went, Oh, it's a much anticipated announcement. It's like, wait, what? So there <laughs> is an announcement. Okay, right. So what's like, happening? <laughs> this whole this whole day was insane. So like it was just like it was just like this this slow, almost inevitable, inexorable build and like Fans because lo- like gradually losing this. Sh- like I, I managed to hold on to my my like hype until about four o'clock UK time, and then I was just a gibbering wreck until like I have to go. I have to go to bed and have a little sleep. Twitter, Twitter was basically they literally called it CM Punk Day. Yeah, on Friday, <laughs> I was like, oh, it is mad. Uh, Friday was amazing. It just was all day on Twitter. It, 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 it felt, it, it felt like, a, like a cup final day, didn't it? You know, we're uh, just like we're just like building and building and building and building. Um, so yeah, it opens first dance. Excalibur says it's Friday night. You know what that means? Basically says you can open up next. Uh, interestingly, Jim Ross is filling in for Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm sure that's not a thing. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's not for any specific reason. Don't worry about it. Well. Something big happened this week, so JR just had to be in here, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, I think if if, if, if something big's going to happen, you, you want a JR soundbite over the top of it, don't you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you that's what you pay the man for. Well, you, you want a JR soundbite, but when the music plays, the crowd are so loud, you cannot hear commentary for well, the life of you. So, so yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're beating around the bush here. Um, yeah, let's go. <laughs> the camera, camera starts off on the crowd, and there are deafening CM Punk chants. Oh, like you can't, you you genuinely can't hear the crowd, eh, the commentary. Every 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 sign in the arena is a CM Punk sign. Every, everyone is wearing CM Punk shirts. It's clobbering time. It's yeah. Oh. Okay, so and they, and, they, and to be to be to give AW supreme credit here, they don't fuck around. There's no, there's no. They're not trying to be smart or clever or cute. They literally go pan to the crowd. Focus on the hard cut on the on the stage. Call to personality. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. The light the lights just flicker like to the fucking fists 
and then cult of personality just starts playing and the crowd go fucking wild. Yeah. Like <laughs> the roof literally comes off the building. Hey, like I watched it this Saturday morning. I had goosebumps. Like just hearing it. And one of the most beautiful things about this is for the first like sort of 90 seconds, sort of two minutes of, of the entrance, like when Punk makes his actually makes his entrance, there's no commentary. There's no commentary. CM Punk's just on his knees on the stage. Yeah, like just taking it all in, like having a having. Let's face it, a bit of a cry. I he was he, he was he was so he was sober and definitely. Uh, one thing I did notice, I watched it again just before we started doing this, because I wanted to sort of take any little details that I missed. As he sort of starts to make his way down to the crowd after he's had his like initial soaking, he's he sort of motions to his right, and I don't know if that's a sign or like a cue, but that's when the commentary starts to come back in. Oh right, okay. So oh. I don't know. I don't know if he like brings them back in. On like a queue because that's when Excalibur starts talking about like the the, the moment and everything. So Punk comes yeah. down, he like he's hugging people in the crowd. He full on just jumps into the crowd at one point. Yeah, he literally just goes flying over the barricade, and the security is like, "Oh shit, grab him!" <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's incredible. I mean, he, he sort of paces around the ring a bit. He hugs Frank the Clown. Uh, yeah, and Frank the Clown. If you don't know who he is, he's Noel Foley's partner obviously but more importantly he's been at every arena on like the big steps of CM Punk's career so the last Ring of Honor match the Money in the Bank the first pay-per-view he had for WWE his ECW show his first ECW show Frank McClain was at all of them in the yeah, front row or near the it. front row and Punk goes right over to him and gives him a big old hug yeah like, you, it's, it's great to see and the best thing I mean the best thing about all this is that he just looks really happy? Yeah, like he genuinely looks. And we've like not he seen to be there. I've forgotten what <laughs> I've forgotten what like happy CM Punk looks like. I know. It's... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they show they show that like now infamous sort of meme of like the guy in the crowd just chant crying his eyes out, which is I mean, yeah. people take the piss, but it's it's really good. I mean, if people wish they could feel that way about wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I think I would have been just frozen if I was in that crowd. I, would, I, I don't think I would be able to move or say anything. Mm. I think I'd just be frozen, genuinely. All, all the while this is happening, by the way, the noise is just deafening. Yeah, Excalibur has to shout down the mic. Yeah. Just to try get words in. And yeah, and then Punk. And then they, they cut to a break, the pricks. Um <laughs> Oh, oh, if you wait 90 seconds, we'll be back. I mean, Don't Exc- worry. Excalibur literally said, you've waited this long, you can wait 90 seconds. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, fair play, like, but, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we come back, and, yeah, Punk's in, the, Punk's in the middle of the ring, and he just cuts this really awesome promo. Well, his very first line, um, he puts over someone else. Uh, he you does. know how to make a guy feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. So yep. instantly he's spoke about Britt Baker and how like, and it gives you an indication that CM Punk's kept an eye on the product lately. Yeah, as well. He, oh. he feels he feels invested. He feels like he, he has he said multiple times. Like he said it in the media scrum, and he said it like he's here to to help, and he's here to to help people out and to to make people look good and to give people advice and to have good matches. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking buzzing. <laughs> Honestly, 
Oh. Uh, so he talks the, the, the crux of his promo is he says basically that he um, he basically talks about the last time he left about when he left the company and everyone he sort of suckers everyone because he thinks they're gonna he, they think he's gonna talk about WWE, but he says now back in two thousand and five when he left for your honor and he left professional wrestling. Yeah, that that was when he left professional wrestling at Ring of Honor. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's like, yeah. And he talks about like knowing how when he left Ring of Honor, he knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and then he said he's back, and he points to all the crowd, and he says he's back for you. And then he Aye. said, uh, and then he said he's not going to lie; he's back for himself as well. He, he's back for himself. He's got some scores to settle. Hadron um, called Gabano. Hadron. <laughs> <laughs> he's back because there's a lot of young talents that he wants to be there for them. Um, he basically said he wants to have a go at all the young guys on the roster and wrestle with them. I mean, think of all the dream matches that we've got here. Yeah. <laughs> for one guy who we've waited seven years to be back in the ring for. Yeah. Oh. It's just, I mean, you, you can't, you can't engineer a moment like this. You can't, you can't make a moment like this happen. You can't force it. This is this is real. Like this is a real life. Like you say, seven years of waiting. And like literally, AEW springing up in the in the in, in the period. I mean, imagine remember what the WrestleMania was like seven years ago. Yeah, see, right. Everyone forgets about this. CM Punk was one of the few positive things in like t- 2009 to 2012. He carried most of that. Yeah, he, most of them years himself, like with that company. And remember, like right. remember going back to like 2014 when he walked out, like Impact was in the toilet. His, la- his last match was with Billy Gunn on a raw the night after the Rumble, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. And if you watch that Rumble, you can see he's not happy when Kane just comes and pulls him at the Rumble. Like, legit. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not like, yeah, he literally said to Kane, like, take me out. I'm, I'm hurt, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, so going back to AEW, he um he calls out Darby Allen. Yeah. And then we cut we cut we cut to Darby and Sting up in the rafters having a little watch along. Darby's got like special paint on. Yeah, he's like a thing. tree, he's got like a tree oh. all that like a black he's got like white face looking like a black tree and like the roots are like running all down the side of his face and it's Oh it's great. And he's got his jacket on with like relentless and all that, and, like graffiti written on it and like the chalk. It's really cool. Um so basically he said, um he said Darby likes danger. And he said there's nothing more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk, except maybe wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. Now that pops the crowd huge. Um of course it does. <laughs> I mean everything. <laughs> Wait, he fucking sits down and the crowd goes ballistic, you know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I've got a story to tell you. He proceeds to sit down in the middle of the ring, crosses his legs. <laughs> yeah. Nuclear pop. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> fucking hell. Um and then basically says he'll wrestle Darby. September 5th at All Out in Chicago and basically says I'm back which uh, if you're wondering what the I'm back thing is about it's what um, it was echoing Michael Jordan's return to basketball All right, okay. when he came back okay. and obviously this is, this is in literally the, the Chicago Bulls arena yeah yeah okay. uh, he actually released a, a press statement just after this which this week I said from the desk of Tony Khan CM Punk the following statement I'm back I'm back that's that, it that was it <laughs> that was it and then, oh. like, the, and like the cherry on top of this whole thing. Um, basically, as he's about to leave, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, one more thing. It's um, seven years is a long time to wait. So on the way out, 
get yourself a free ice cream bar on me. And it's genuinely like an ice cream bar with CM Punk's logo on it. Yeah. And it's branded for CM Punk. Yeah. So it is, we've it spoke is, about that before. It is a CM Punk ready. best in the world ice cream bar. You, you you see the fucking wrappers on eBay like are selling for like a thousand dollars. Really? Just the, the wrappers alone. He, like, um, Holy he, fuck. He, he tried to eat one on the um on the press like call after the show, and it yeah. just sat out for like half an hour, and it, it just turned to liquid and it melted and went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, which is great. Uh, and then it cuts to as as, as Punk makes his way out. It cuts to it cuts to the the announcers and Taz is there ripping into his ice cream bar. <laughs> Not pissing up. I was like, I'm having this ice cream bar. Fair play. I mean, I can't I can't do this justice. I can't describe this. It's on YouTube. There's two videos. Uh, one of his entrance and one of his speech. Just watch them. It's. I mean, if you don't know which video it is, it's the one that had like four million views in the space yeah. of twelve hours. And if, and if you can't find it on YouTube, don't worry because you'll be seeing this on every AW programming for the next like two years. Yep, <laughs> that that's it. This is it's peaked. Just stop watching wrestling now. <laughs> this was. Uh, you don't like to use the word perfect to describe things in in wrestling because you know things can always be better. But goddamn, this was pretty fucking perfect. Could, could, it, could this have been better? Could it though? No, I don't. I don't know what they could have done to make this. I mean, had it in a bigger arena with more people. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the only thing you can really think of, isn't it? Oh, and the fact that we're getting CM Punk back in the ring in two weeks' time. Against Darby Allen. Against Darby Allen. Two weeks' time. Sting's going to be there. Oh, Sting's going to be at ringside with CM Punk in the ring. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. So then, so then they, um, yeah. then, they, then, they then they send out, they, send, they give us a Christine Cage promo to like sort of bring out, bring us back down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Just play. I've, I've literally put in the note Christian crying about things because <laughs> I was still, I mean, I was... could the rest of the, the rest of the show could just be Michael Nakazawa wrestling in an office chair and no one would give a fuck. <laughs> oh. It's, it's mad. Uh, yeah, and this, this took up like 25 minutes of a one-hour show. Yeah, it was it was half the show, genuinely. <laughs> and then it comes back, I'm like, fuck, they've got to do three matches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by, by this point, I was just tired. And oh, yeah, so, well, I, I, I still have to watch this, so this is like, it was like half three in the morning at this point. Yeah. I just watched it on the Saturday morning and after all that, I was just like, is there a point in watching the rest of this show? <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so anyway, so next up we go, so we have a little, little Christian promo, basically saying about in Kenny's head he's going to beat him, yada, yada, yada. I, I barely heard this. I don't think anyone in the arena paid any attention to it, to be fair. No. Um, yeah. So next up we get the first match in the tag team tournament, uh, Jurassic Express versus Private Party. So they make the ways themselves down. After this, the young boys come out and uh, they sit in like little director's chairs at the top of the yeah. ramp. Sort of... The biggest heel move possible because as soon as the chorus goes for Tarzan boy, like in the song when they're about to sing, yeah, they their music it. plays. It's like you dirty <laughs> bastards. Uh, one thing I like as well, they show um they show Lucha Brothers and Varsity Blondes of the crowd as well. Yeah, just watching. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just nice. It's sort of, they did it um last rampage, what didn't they with um. 
with the, with the Christian yeah. match they showed everyone. Statland or Orange, Marshall yeah. Bonds, yeah. Uh, right, so this is a really fun match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, was, just, just... I mean, it was private party doing the private party things, which is fun. Jurassic Express is still really, really good. Um, that, um, I mean, I don't think it quite hit the heights of the Young Bucks Jurassic Express match quite. No. But no. it did have that insane um, Super Canadian Destroyer spot. Doomsday Destroyer, I've written down for that. Yeah, yep. so um, <laughs> it was a spot where Luchasaurus had Jungle Boy on his leg, on his um, shoulders. And I can't remember who it was. Um, Cassidy, I think it was. Was yeah, on the top, was, was on the top, right, on top turnbuckle, and he jumped like over. He jumped like onto Lucha, onto Jungle Boy, and hit a Canadian destroyer off Luchasaurus's back. That's mad. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? <laughs> uh, how, how do you, how do people think of these things? How do you? <laughs> how do you survive how, that? How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, uh, so that, that was insanity. Um, there was a bit later on where. Um, probably party went for the silly string. Um, he just saw us just waiting over the ring, and as soon as he sort of came back, he just grabbed them, was like, Nope, and just sort of picked them up, yeah, <laughs> which was quite nice. Um, and then Matt Hardy gets into it with Marco Stunt, uh, that gives sort of Quen the distraction to roll up Jungle Boy and use the ropes. He only gets a two, then Jungle Boy hits a big DDT on Cassidy, and then they hit that, um, again, that's sort of like backdrop, it's like a back suplex into a power bomb, isn't it? Yeah. Which is again, yeah. okay. I'm really enjoying that because they, they never really had a like a proper finisher back before that, did they? So it's nice, no. sort of the nice sort of establishing that, and that's good for the win. So Jurassic Express win, and they move forward, and they will face either the Lucha Bros or the Varsity Blondes, which we find out next Wednesday. We'll find out then... on Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next up, um, just a little nice bit of angry Kenny. Where he's talking about, and, and I love this because obviously they've been dropping hints. Um, all the way through, like for the last like two weeks or so, about like CM Punk's obviously coming. Like the first dance was like a reference to it as well. And Kenny's like sort of um, shitty, and he's like, "Oh no, the first dance was meant to be like for me. It was meant to be like my celebration." When like, Christy yeah. ruined it last week, and so I like that. It's like Kenny's trying to make it all about him, <laughs> which is uh, which is kind of cool. Then we get a little video package of Jay Cargill and Kira Hogan just hyping that match up, and yeah. then. She's yeah. that bitch. She's that, that bitch. Yeah. So yeah, we go straight into the match. And um, yeah, basically this match lasts about 90 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's a very quick match. I mean, they, have, they haven't got a lot of time left at this point, so it, it had to no, move. Yeah, they're struggling. Um, but it was, a perfect, it, was a, it was a perfect match to put in this position because Jade needs these quick matches. Kira yeah. Hogan's proved on Dark and Elevation that she can make other people look good and she's like really quite a good worker and, you know, if you watch Impact, she's oh, she's current she or just former. Uh, she's now? former. She's left now. She's gone. Oh, she left. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Okay. I see. There yeah, you go. she was. She was a two-time um, Impact Women's Tag Champion. Yeah, and can I just say, um, so Jade Cargo finishes a match with our implant buster sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kira Hogan finishes. It uh, kicks out three point one. Like she oh. genuinely kicks out. Okay. Uh, can I just say anyone who's anyone who's not sure about who Kira Hogan is? Um, she is the partner of Diamante, and I recommend you follow them on Instagram because they have an adorable like corgi dog, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Go on, go on. They push loads of pictures of them as well, so go and uh, go and check that out. It's great, top dog action. Um, 
So yeah, fun enough match. Uh, it gives Jade the win, makes it look strong. I think she's going to have to eventually start doing longer matches, but for now, I think she's she's getting along all right. She's doing fine. Yeah, considering her first match ever was that Shaq match. She's yeah, obviously moving forward. Yeah, she's yeah, getting better. So. It's fine. Um, they obviously they, they they announced that Punk's going to make his debut on Dynamite next week. He's, he's gonna he's gonna talk and- or something. He, he's going to talk. He's got he's got a new tattoo. I don't know how old it is, but obviously we've not seen Punk for a while. On his fist, it says "No gimmicks needed." Yeah, I, I've never seen that tattoo before. <laughs> but a fair play. <laughs> um. So then we get a um. And, oh, and they did this last week on Rampage for the main event. They got Mark Henry to do like a little video sort of interview between the two main events. I mean, I like them. Yeah, keep it keep it a thing just for Rampage though. Yeah, so, I like it makes it makes Rampage yeah. feel different. Yeah, because it is this three match structure, isn't it? It's like literally here's like if you're on the card matches, then here's your main event, and like before the main event, like here is a little. It's only like a little thirty second thing. Like here's a little bit of a chat with the two guys. Yeah, uh, and Moxie says that Daniel Garcia has a better chance of getting me pregnant than beating me tonight. <laughs> Slim chances there. That's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> so fair enough. So yes, we're going yeah. to the main event, which is of course John Moxley with Eddie Kingston versus Danny Garcia with two point The question: uh, Why? Why does John Moxley look like more box shaped every week that goes by? He's, he's just, getting he's getting thicker by the week, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's turning into a thick boy <laughs> as the weeks go. Definitely, he's, he's hossing up. I believe is the uh, is the term. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, so this match, it doesn't last very long. It's like four and a half minutes, but Jesus Christ, they, they try and put everything in it. Yeah, it's very compressed and it doesn't stop, so... They're, they're not hanging around. No, definitely. So it starts off with Gar- uh, Mox attacks Garcia, uh, then Garcia gets back up, takes advantage of Moxley. Mox- uh, Garcia sort of focuses on Moxley's legs because he does that sort of like... Um, Scorpion Death block yeah. thing, doesn't he? Where it's like where he wrenches it. Key to this, he wrenches it really far back. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally what The Rock does when he does a sharpshooter, except Garcia's meant to do it because he leaned right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Moxie gives Garcia a load of, load of suplexes. Um, and then Garcia is trying to put this like leg lock on Moxie quite a few times during the match. Uh, Moxie hits Moxie just headbutts the piss out of Garcia at one point. Like he literally yeah. just headbutts him to the floor with like repeated headbutts. Ouch. <laughs> it looked, looked serious. Uh, it goes to the paradigm shift, just gets blocked. Uh, and then so Garcia then locks in his his sort of like scorpion death lock sort of thing. And as but as he leans back, uh Moxie's just like hang on and just grabs him in a headlock and puts him in yeah. a bulldog choke. Literally just grabs his head, twists him around, goes, come here, you shit, and just wrenches on the neck. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Um, Garcia taps, Moxie picks up the win, um, which is nice. After the match, uh, 2.0 come in, and they beat up Moxie, Kingston runs in, but the numbers game, you know, it's too much. It's three on two. So Sting and Darby run down, make the save. Uh, they, I love this. They sort of stack 2.0 in the, in the corner, and Sting hits a double Stinger splash. Then he hits a scorpion death drop, and then Darby comes off with a double coffin drop. Just, it just, just sending the fans home happy in it. It's like here's all the finishes on the bad yeah. guys. Just, we'll give you them all, and yeah. then it, it ends but with. As as soon as um, sorry, crack on. I, I was just saying that the show the show just ends with all four of them sort of celebrating yeah. in the ring. Basically, as as soon as Darby just sort of comes out, 
just mild CM Punk chants. It's like, he's not going to come out with John Moxley <laughs> and Sting and all that there. Come on now. No. CM Punk's good, but he's not that good. <laughs> it's mad. So, like, the show ends with all four men in the ring just sort of celebrating together. And it's, it's amazing. It's like Eddie Kingston, like, three years ago, he was taking stiff chair shots and bingo holes. Yep. And now he's standing next to Sting in front of 14,000 people. Moxley was having injections in his bum one row. Yeah. <laughs> So all the filthy people in the crowd. Yep. So yeah, there we go. That's that was dynamite. Um, a little front loaded, should we say? Fuck me. I mean, they they had to do it this way because oh if yeah, you if, you put, if you put Hong Kong, Kong last, last it's you're just dom- having it, it dominant. It, it, it hangs over the whole show, then doesn't it? If you don't put it on first, yeah, you've just got punk chance the whole show until it happens. It had to be done. There was no other way to do it. No. Uh, right. Uh, highs and lows for rampage. Then, please, mate. I mean, do do we need to talk about our highs? Uh, well, my low is gonna be just what Cargill and Hogan, I suppose. Out of what was there? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even gonna pick a low for this. I, I yeah, don't think, I, I don't think you can on a one-hour show sometimes. Yeah, and obviously my high is gonna be the same as you. It has to be CM Punk. Like we've tried to give it justice here by speaking about it for a solid what 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But just go watch well, it. Just go watch it. It's, it's and you, you probably if, if if you if you listen to this podcast, you probably exist in, in a social media sphere where you sphere where you've seen it enough times anyway. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, this is going to be on the YouTube algorithms, Facebook's fucking algorithms for years to come. It's going to be a regular video that pops up everywhere you look constantly. Yeah, like that's it. It's there it's done you're going to see it once a month at least just and when you're just social media so don't get bored of it (laughs) i don't think Um, you can so so that's the reviews we'll move very quickly to questions we have got one or two um so troy top podcast lad has a couple questions um so first up after derby who is punk's first major feud uh Oh, Moxley? See, he did say that he wants to wrestle new people. New people? Well, I mean, Moxley and Punk barely got to touch each other, really. Yeah, I mean, Moxley is technically new. He's wrestled Dean Ambrose. He's not wrestled John Moxley. This is is very different. Exactly. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you'd want to think, like, MGF would be in line at some point if he stays face. Yeah, I mean, CM Punk is going to be faced. There's, yeah, you can't. I, I don't know how you turn him heel like very quickly, but he's not going to be for a while. He's going to be the cool anti fucking what? What he what he always is the fucking anti face heel person that everyone loves because he's cool. All right, next question from Troy: uh, Does Punk have to win a title in AEW? I think I'm firmly not. I think you don't put a title on Punk at all. He doesn't need it. I don't think he particularly want it. Um, I think his value is elevating other stars. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've seen plenty of people come in that everyone's been like, oh, he's just going to come in and win the title because he's Sting or he's Christian or he's Sting's not won a title. Christian no. isn't going to win a title. <laughs> yes, I, think, win I, I honestly think the first person who's come in from WWE who will win a title will be I think it'll be Malachi 
Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah. Bear in mind, he's only, what, early 30s? Yeah, but even he doesn't necessarily need it, but I think he's the most credible to, to come in and do it. Uh, yeah. Next up, again from Troy, Troy's got a few ears. He's obviously thinking, he's got eight to run the brain. Um, who's winning the tag team eliminator thing? Well, you, you've already said you think Jurassic Express, average that I think Lucha Brothers, so it, we'll see. It, it, it's, it's between the two. It's, mm. it's between the two. It's, it's like, do, do, do they want to do like the Jurassic Express rematch and be like, well, now no one can fuck around with them because they're in a cage? Or do yeah. they want to do the Lucha Bros and tie that into the Andrade story? Yeah. And then also because Lucha Bros and Bucks, we've seen it at the beginning of AEW multiple times and they were all banging. You're talking so about this Escalera de la Muerte match? J- just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even like we we had that little brief period, didn't we? Where like the variations of Death Triangle were challenging the books for the title like a couple of months yeah. ago, and that, that was all like top top shit. Like, and, like there was matches there that like you didn't even like, at the time you couldn't even appreciate how good they were because you were just getting yeah. them so often. It was nuts. Uh, right, next up again from Troy. Troy's got a couple more questions. Uh, do you think we see Colt and Punk's real life beef being brought to life on screen? I, I think there might be several backstage. There might. Become best friends again? Well, not they won't be best friends. They might they, they might just be civil and just be like, hi, hi, that's it. I think you only do it if they've made up. If they've made up and they fully agree to it and stuff, yeah. But I I wouldn't. I just don't see the it. I just don't see the value of putting Colcabana against CM Punk. I don't think, with all respect to Colcabana, he's not in Punk's no. stratosphere, is he? You know, exactly. Yes, it gives you the real life tension storyline. But it's but not worth it. The, the fans in 2021 care about yeah. that? Do they no. remember that? <laughs> you know? Nah. Definitely not. Does your average CM Punk fan like know who Cole Cabana is? <laughs> not your average, no. <laughs> um, and then lastly from Troy, if you could have anyone from Japan come over and face Miro, who would it be and why is it Suzuki? Well, you just need a heavy hitter, don't you? Like a Suzuki or a Ishii or a Jeff Cobb. Oh, Jeff or, Cobb. Uh, oh, oh, the world sorry. would explode. <laughs> sorry, did that one get you, did it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, just any big man just to fight Miro in a horse-off. Ishii would be great. I, th- I think Ishii is a real um, chance, has a real chance to show up in AW in the near future. Yeah, he's, he's, clearly, he's clearly open to work in the US. Um, I mean, I'd let Kent ever go with him as well. Yeah, sure. Huh? Just anyone, really. Just, just feed, feed, feed a card at the mirror. Feed, feed the whole New Japan roster at the mirror. Those are card in like two minutes. Yeah. Rainmaker kick out at one. Just get some yes. fucking game over. <laughs> Uh, yes, perfect. Let's go. Then calls up Kenny. I'm like, Kenny, it took you 60 minutes to beat this jump. I did it in one. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Um, and so Jay, Jay's chimed in as well. Uh, obviously, he can't be with us today. No, he's not dead or nothing. He's just, uh, he's in work. He, I mean, he's not been with us for a while. Okay, so let's be honest. <laughs> uh, so he also commented that Mirror versus Ishii would bang. I agree. Uh, he then says, Who do you see dethroning Mirror? So think about the, US, the the TNT title is because it's defended so frequently. It has like a shorter expectancy, yeah. doesn't it? Like because like I think Cody's was nine title defenses, wasn't it? And like that's the record, and no one's getting past that. It's Cody. So how many's Miro had now? Five. Like he's he's getting, think, yeah. he's getting towards the end of his card. He, he's got to be thinking about dropping it soon. Yeah. 
I think Darby got to six or seven, didn't he? Three equal Cody's. Equal Cody's, right? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Eh, it would need to be some horse, really. It can't not be. You think so? Or, or it just somehow gets a roll up. Some Fuego gets a roll up. Fuego. Let's go. Fuego. Let's go. I think there's a real good chance of Jungle Boy still. Yeah, I mean it's a shout. There's... I think I think that's how you launch. Oh, my my other one, my fantasy booking would be um, Brian. Brian? Oh, Pelman. No. Oh, no, Daniel no. Bryan. Daniel. Oh, sorry. No, man. no, Brian Danielson, mate. The American The American fucking dragon. <laughs> sorry, mate. Uh yeah, I'm all for it. Definitely. It would work. Like it would be a, like an unexpected opponent, and then that's it. He's because Miro's Miro's whole thing at the moment is like, oh, all these open challenges have dried up since I became champion. No one wants to step to me. Like you know, when Cody was champion, when Darby was champion, it was open challenges all the time. Now yeah. I'm the champion. No one wants to come and talk to me. And so I can just see Miro cutting a promo, open challenge, boom, Danielson. That's it. Yeah. 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 All for it. Give us it. Do it. Yep, uh, right. So on that note, I think that's going to do us for the week. What a, what a, week, what a week of AW. And <laughs> apparently, apparently it's only going to get better from here. So we'll see. Um, oh. It's this is exhausting. It's like it's it's <laughs> it's, two, it's we're two weeks away from CM Punk in a match in a match in a in a wrestling ring in an AEW ring with Sting on the outside against Darby Allen. Oh. Think about that. Think about oh. that. Uh, that has to be on. Uh, it has to be on the main event, surely. Yeah, I mean, especially if like the title match is Christian v Kenny, a match that's already happened. Yeah, like put that on just before it, but yeah. have CM Punk last. If CM Punk be... isn't the last person to make their entrance on that pay per view, then they fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it has to be last because if anyone goes on after them, the crowd are going to be well, just it's, drained. It's not only that; it's like you get all these people who are going to tune in to see Punk and like. Let them let them watch your entire show. Let them see all your all your other guys. Yeah, let them see everyone else to go. Oh, this is quite good. I'm yeah. going to tune in more often. Yeah, have Punk be the main yeah. course, but then offer up all of these like little starters of like great matches. Show them like the Lucha Bros. Show them Jurassic Express. Show them Pack. Show them Andrade. Show them Kenny. You know. Yeah. Definitely, I'm all. It's how it should be. Do the, right on, do the right thing. Do the right thing, Tony. Come on, mate. Come on. Play the game, mate. Come on, the game. Right, on that note, that's going to do it for us. Um, we will be back with you next week for another... So it's going to be Rampage. I know, Dynamite and Rampage again. So we will know by this time next week, we will know who is facing the books at All Out, amongst other things. What is Simpunk going to say? And what, what, just what the fuck's going to happen, basically, because I don't <laughs> bloody know. <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great when you haven't got a clue, isn't it? When like, literally anything can happen. When the whole thing's going sideways and anything can happen. It's just, this is the best part of wrestling. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> right, so that's going to do it for us uh, at the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week for more AEW action. Keep it here for all your... We've got some... We've got the SummerSlam podcast uh, review coming up soon. Takeover's happening tonight, so Jane, Troy are going to get on that. Got loads of stuff coming your way. Keep it here for everything, and, as always. And, and, and and Aaron is also going to be on the Well, Aaron's doing next week. And Aaron, are you streaming yeah. this week as well, mate? Yeah, I will. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. Yeah, that's sweet. Little Simpsons, is it still? Sims, carry on with the Simpsons, right? Sweet, Simpsons oh. hit and run. Keep it. Yeah.
on Untapped Wrestling Podcast for all of that. And we will see you very soon. Goodbye. Who is Sean Spears' favourite Japanese wrestler? Lord Tensai. Oh, because <laughs> Tart, yeah, the ten, <laughs> ten, ten, ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, right, Tara. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities.